Guys, welcome back to another ESL podcast, and welcome to the last episode of season number five. That is right, people. You've read it. It is. It has been an, an unbelievable journey. Wow, close to 200 episodes. First and foremost, man, for those of you who have been with me since the beginning of season five or going back to season four, three, two, one, or just coming on today, I just want to say thank you so much for your support, for your ears, for sharing my podcast with some of your friends, you know, saying, oh my God, I found this crazy guy. He's so enthusiastic about his teachings and whatnot. I just want to say thank you because without you guys, man, I don't know. I don't know where I would be. Man, I'm, I'm telling you, the first video, the first podcast that had gone viral was May 15, 2018 with Kim Kim. And I'm just going to sum this up a little bit before we get into the bulk of the pronunciation for speaking and, you know, a couple of other things. But, man, I remember that podcast went viral. It was like 500 plays in like a day. And I was like, oh, my God, that's amazing. And, you know, looking back on it, and if I could actually share the details with you guys uh, in this podcast so we could just do a little bit of reminiscing. Because, man, I've come an extremely long way, especially after what had happened over the weekend. So again, looking at my statistics, everyone, I've talked about this on my personal development podcast, but I just want to show you guys what growth is. See, some of us have a tendency of giving up on our dreams at a very early stage. See, if I had done that, I wouldn't have probably the number one ESL podcast in the world today. There are a couple of other ones out there, but they're not following a systematic approach to whereas I'm giving back the way I do in this podcast. So in this finale, I just want to go over, over the process of five seasons before scooting ahead to Business English and doing another uh, practically five seasons there. I just want to look at some of these, man. Like March 2018, nothing. Probably about 24 plays. April 2018, 475. But May of 2018, I got 1342, 1,342 plays in one month. Guys, I was already, so I had already surpassed my personal development podcast at that time. And that's what I created in terms of my passion project. So again, there weren't any big spurts. Of course, I finally broke 2,000 in September of 2018 before hitting 3,700 in October of 2018. And then again, a dip, and there wasn't a big steady climb until me breaking the 4,000 just last April. Guys, I could have given up a long time ago between that stretch of October 2018 and March of 2019. Why? You know, a lot of people would ask themselves, why am I still doing this? Why am I still learning English? What's my purpose behind doing everything? And it's because this is my passion. Regardless of the numbers, this is who I am. This is what is engraved into me. Some people say, what do you like to do for fun? I'm like, everything I like to do for fun is no longer for fun. It's part of my passion. So I just live in my passion every single day. Looking at May, of course, again, I didn't break 5,000 until, oh my God, no, late last year, November. Guys, I broke 6,300 in one month. And it wasn't until November of last year. I didn't break 7,000 until this past February, 7,500. And again, another significant dip, uh, dip, especially during COVID. That's when all the shutdowns and things had happened. April, not much. And then I didn't break 8,000 until June of this year. Oh, my God. And so 8,000. But think about all those unique users. 
Think about all the unique listeners who have actually followed me on that journey, all the people. I'm talking about in 184 countries around the world. The beautifuls of Brazil, who you guys have stuck with me out there in Mene Gerais and Belo Horizonte and Sao Paulo and having, you know, some of my, you know, super fans share my content with their friends. Guys, if it wasn't for you, man, I would not be where I am today. So however, the numbers, again, you guys see the steady climb and everything had taken off when I broke almost 13,000. Guys, I had a 5,000 increase in just one month this past July. I had another close to 13,000 last month. And for this month, I finally eclipsed 13,000. Now I'm doing this just four days before the month actually ends. So there's no real number. But to be honest with you, over this past weekend, and I'm doing this like obviously five days in advance. It's Sunday. You guys are going to be listening to this on Friday. On Sunday, I woke up and I realized I had a 1,900 play day. 1,900 downloads. Big shout out to all my nurses out there in Saudi Arabia and Dubai. That was the highest number, a single day total in my podcast career. Guys, I had, what is it? I had 1,926 overall plays back in August of 2018. And just one night, I got that. Or maybe I was short just about 50 plays. And so what I'm trying to outline here and looking at this substantial growth and seeing the people from Cuba and Argentina, and you guys listening to some amazing podcasts over the, next, um, over the next week, as a matter of fact, because we're going to be kicking off Business English coming up either Monday or Tuesday, if I'm not mistaken. And then, oh, man, to be honest with you, uh, oh, my God, is it actually Monday or Tuesday? I'm not even exactly sure. Because you guys might be hearing this on Monday, more than likely. So nonetheless, guys, just know I got all my dates and stuff mixed up because I'm not exactly sure what I had already posted and scheduled uh, in advance. But going back to seeing who has tuned in, going back to seeing my Cubanas out there are wanting my services. Argentinians are asking for online speaking classes. My Colombians are reaching out to me. My Brazilians are asking for references and stuff in terms of TOEFL. A lot of Filipinos are tuning in. And you know, that couldn't have happened if I did not incept my English language podcast back in March 27th of 2018. To see the number skyrocket, I'm telling you, I think next month I'll probably be at about 20,000 plays in a month. Eventually, it'll be 100,000 plays. And then when everyone finally gets word of me, it'll be a million. And so some of us have a tendency of giving up on our dreams. You know, my dream was to, you know, make a pronunciation podcast because a lot of people, you know, they always have difficulties with, you know, with pronunciation and whatnot. And uh, my goal was to always to give, 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 give as much as I can to everyone out there. People who are high in energy, people who love my energy. They've always tuned into me and they always had great things to say. Never have I ever had someone listen to my ESL podcast and say, I really don't like the way you teach. It was only a couple of people who were looking for free things on Udemy from countries that were not part of my demographic. So what I'm telling you guys, when the going gets going, meaning when it gets tough and when you want to give up, that's when you switch to overdrive. 
that's when you say, okay, these feelings I'm having right now, now do I, am I really passionate about what I do? And if I am, numbers aren't going to get in the, in the way of that. And even looking at my personal development podcast now, switching into another platform, I get probably 10 to 30 plays a day. 10 to 30 plays a day. But does that mean, oh, I'm going to stop it because no one listens to me? Absolutely not. I could care less because I'm learning throughout all those podcasts. And now, of course, doing collaborations with different people, it's going to begin to jumpstart and get bigger and bigger and bigger as we go on. So in saying that, again, I just want to say thank you guys so much. This is the last podcast in season five of General English. You guys have made your way from elementary, pre-intermediate, intermediate, upper, intermediate, and now advance. And now we're going to be getting into the Business English Podcast. And a lot of you are probably like, oh, man, well, you know, Business English. I really don't know about Business English. Oh, believe me. You're going to hear the introduction beginning next week, and you're going to hear all the wonderful things that I bring into this. Because, again, no lesson is like Arsenio's lesson. That's all there is really to it, to be honest with you, because there's no one quite like me. There's no one quite like you. And so what, what I bring to this podcast is uniqueness. See, I could talk about business English and have all the, the business English pod, but guess what? A lot of it's not systematic. Me, I have a systematic approach to everything. And this is why I am so grateful on this day. Just to give grace to all of you out there who have been following me for such a long time. So with that being said, guys, let's get into this pronunciation for speaking. And we're going to be talking about talking to speakers with different accents. See, guys, English is an international language. There are probably more, there are now more non-native English speakers than there are native English speakers. So when you communicate in English, you're going to be speaking with different people with a range of accents. So I don't want to hear, oh, I don't understand this. I don't understand the, the, you know, this accent or that accent. Guys, people in Liverpool, England, people in Newcastle, a lot of different towns and townships out there in Australia, I don't understand a damn thing they say. Some folks out there in New Zealand, I don't understand a lot of things those people say. I don't. Some of them are very good. Some of them are terrible because they're lazy in terms of speaking. So that doesn't mean that I'm just going to completely just give up, throw in the towel and say, oh, man, they speak too fast. No, it's because you're listening to every word rather than listening to the main idea, the meaning and the content behind those words. You know, man, I've worked with some of the people that would, I've worked with some people out here in Thailand who has the most broken of analogies in terms of, oh, well, I don't, you know, uh, you speak too fast or this or, you know, uh, you have to speak this. You have to speak Thai. You have to speak slowly. No, maybe you need to change the way you listen. Have you ever thought about that? It's all about accountability and reflection. And so English speakers, both native and non-native, you need to focus on intelligibility. And what does that mean? How easy they are to understand. Rather than having a perfect accent, that's what you need to focus on too as a speaker of a non-native, non your non-native tongue, right? So important features, we're talking the sentence stress, rhythm, speech, word stress, all that combined. It's all about developing that. So to communicate successfully in English, you got to do these three things. Develop an awareness of your own English in relation to these key features. Ask for feedback from people you speak English with and check that you are being understood when speaking to others. It's all about seeking to be understood. And the problem is, if you start reverting it, 
and you start using English in a way that, oh, you know, I'm just going to switch it to, you know, my language, like out here in Thailand, they don't say future, they say future. But the problem is, it's okay if you want to say future and completely, like, completely butcher the word, fine. But if I say future and you don't understand the proper enunciation to the word future, you only, stand, you only understand future, that's a problem. If I say, where's McDonald's? And you're like, I don't understand. And then you say, McDonald's, as a lot of Thai people say, that's going to be a big issue because you will make a lot of people frustrated. I've heard people working at airports. I've heard my own students. I've heard people working at shops. I heard the most egregious of stories over the past couple of years. But again, what is it that you can do to improve? Improve your listening. Are you listening to the way people say McDonald's in different languages? And this is why I brought on international guest speakers refer back to those podcasters uh, or those podcasts. Because again, bringing on someone from Ireland, it was very difficult for me to understand him. I had to break everything down in micro like, oh my God, what is he saying? I don't know what's going on here. And I just had to pick out all the content words, but I never gave up. And a lot of you have a tendency of giving up very easily. So what are you going to do and what we're going to do? We're going to listen to how easily each accent is in this extract. And what you're going to do, you're going to tell your partner or partner, whatever. You can write it down. Ah, tag me in Instagram stories. The sentence stress rhythm, speed of speech, and word stress. I want you to observe how clear each of those are in each of these accents. So with that being said, let's get into this. If it wants to work, of course. Because sometimes it just never wants to work. Ah, here it is. Oh, no, 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 wait, 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 wait. See, I knew I was gonna make another problem. And that problem was to screen share. So with that being said, let me hurry up and screen share this. I got the sound on, we're ready to go. I'm gonna go back on here and I'm gonna rewind this bad boy. Let's do it again. One. Opposing the motion, on my left, we have the second year undergraduates team, Fatima and Carmen. Our judges today are Lisa and Molly. So if we listen to that accent, the speed of speech is very low. I mean, I'm sorry, slow. And she emphasizes the different names and content words within her speech, which makes it very easy to understand. Let's go to the next one. Two. We define proactive methods as cooperative styles of resolving conflict. And with this definition, we, as the affirmative team, believe that proactive methods are superior to preventative methods. Okay, now, he has an accent. That's perfectly fine. But his rhythm makes it very easy to understand. And he has excellent word stress. So, again, he goes up and down, up and down. And the word stress is right there, point blank and range, perfect. Now, it's kind of like... Some people, and I remember I had taught uh, a doctor from Thailand a while back, and her rhythm was opposite. And so when she would speak, it would be all over the place, and it's very difficult to understand, and she did not stress out the content words. This is the big problem. So again, very good, very good. The accent, you always have an accent. It's not about adopting an accent, which I know a lot of people have, like uh, my wonderful student, 
from Argentina. There's another lady from Brazil, a lot of different individuals out there. So with that being said, let's go into the next one. Three. Madam Chairman, ladies and gentlemen, the first affirmative speaker has tried to tell you that a proactive, cooperative approach to resolving conflict somehow results in all parties feeling that they have won. So the thing is, she has a tendency of linking her sentences together, making it a little bit difficult to understand because she doesn't stress too many content. Well, I'm sorry, she doesn't stress the, the focus words and the content words. Everything sounds very monotone, which is why a lot of people would say, man, the British accent is very difficult for me to understand. Completely understood. Why? Because with a monotone type of speech, you're not stressing anything. You would only stress maybe one to two words per every 10 words. That makes it difficult for non-native English learners or speakers because it would be very hard for them to pick out exactly what you're saying. Four. Madam Speaker, ladies and gentlemen, the first negative speaker, Fatima, has tried to tell you that there is a cultural issue with trying to find a resolution to a problem. Now, he doesn't have any thought groups. So he spoke that, that sentence all the way through. Okay, he had a little bit of rhythm. He had a little bit of fall and a little bit of rise. Cultural, okay, he stressed that word out. But again, it's very difficult to follow if you do not add thought groups. So we're going on to the next. Five. The lecture has started, so please pay attention. Now, to begin with, we're piloting this program, and so I'm here today with the senior lecturer, Professor Sophia Lang, to talk about role conflict. Okay, now, again, he was screaming at the beginning, he was yelling at the beginning. But then when he got into his speech, again, it's not monotone, but it's a very high tone. So there isn't much behind it. Okay, so Fia Lang, you know, there are a couple of syllables that he had stressed out, but it's easy to follow because the rate of his speech is slow. And now we have one more. Six. Good. Now, imagine this. A woman goes to university in her 20s, finds she loves academic life, and qualifies with a PhD in physics eight years later. She is eager to put her work into practice. This could be a little bit difficult to follow. Why? Because she's eager to put her work into practice, right? You might hear the different, if you're a native English speaker like me, you could pick out some of the stressed syllables within the content words, but this one's a little bit more difficult to follow. And this is why I encourage everyone out there to look into thought groups. And this is what I've taught throughout my season, season three, four, and five, in terms of my pronunciation. I will be putting my uh, pronunciation courses up again, but it's gonna be on Podia this time because I do not want it out there on the marketplace anymore. It doesn't help whatsoever, all right? So, wow, with that being said, it's all about picking up in those different variation techniques. Okay, thought groups. Okay, word stress, speech speed, uh, the speed of speech, the stressing within the sentence and the rhythm. All these factors together, this is how you end up creating your overall speech. 
And so with that being said, I want you guys to evaluate other non-native English speakers in a way that you're like, okay, so I understood he did this, he did that. Okay, what I need to do next is this. And you see what I mean? You can understand anyone if you figure those five techniques out. All right? And with that being said, season five has come to its conclusion. I just want to say again, thank you so, so much for this unbelievable journey. We're going to be kicking another one off. It's going to be another five seasons, which should be another two and a half years. And then after that, hopefully I have something else awesome coming up. Hopefully after that, I'll be the, you know, the, someone who could just like let his podcast go and people will just download millions around the world and tens of millions, hundreds of millions, who knows? But I just, now we're reaching another stage. Season six, I'm not going to reset the seasons and go season one again. That won't make sense. It'll be difficult to follow on my, obviously, um, on Spotify and stuff like that. But man, I just want to say thank you. Thank you to all of you out there who have, who have been with me on this journey. And now here is another one, season six, Business English. Again, if you guys are like, oh, no, this isn't going to be that good. Oh, believe me. We're going to be going over the content in the next episode. So with that being said, guys, thank you so much for tuning in to my season five and all the seasons of the past, man. Again, if you guys have been listening to me for a long time, tag me in Instagram stories with each of your favorite episodes from each season and tell me why you love them. You know, uh, send me messages if you got to. Again, if you're interested in Patreon, if you're interested in online classes, if you're interested in group, uh, group classes with people in different accents from around the world, all of those are available. And guys, man, again, thank you so much. That's the end. That's the end of season five. And we're going to be getting into a new season. So guys, stay tuned for more, man. And I oh, just want to say thank you over and out.